You are without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen, horsemen, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it, homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 87 of The Underground. My name is David, and I am joined once again by Joseph. Wild West Kemp Style. Nations. And this is the show where we remind you every week. Politics ruins everything. Everything. Hey, Joseph, you ready to have another 45-minute conversation about how you're doing this week? Yes, you want to? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of how I'm doing... You can go to the show notes and you can click our direct.me link. There you can find how to support us with our PayPal donation. You can set up recurring payments. You can donate to us in the form of Bitcoin or Satoshis by using our Bitcoin wallet address. And then uh, if you have any, some across any articles uh, or, you know, clips or anything like that that you think are interesting, you can send them to our email. We'll be happy to use them if we think that they're also good uh, or... If you're good at audio editing, video editing, um, we do need help with that, and you want to donate our talent or donate your talent to us, uh, you can do that as well. That'd be very much appreciated because we do like to utilize a value for value system here, and we're putting in work, as they like to say, we're putting in the work. Uh, but we're also uh, hoping that you're getting value out of our, I guess, service or product we're offering you, and we imagine if you're listening to us that you are, and so whatever value you're getting, you can. Donate to us uh, in that in whatever form you think, and so uh, the best things you can do is you can download our podcast episodes, find us on YouTube, and our direct.me link. Subscribe to us, like, comment, um, and click that notification bell so you can get uh, notified when a new video pops up. You can also follow us on Odyssey, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Yes, and don't forget to share our podcast and YouTube page on social media and by word of mouth let people let the good people know <laughs> yes that yeah it's a big deal um one of yeah. these one of these days i'm gonna get you or you can go find them some uh some good um isos for that stuff i still have that list of the ones that i need to pick up i'm there's so much stuff going on it's hard to to remember to to grab yeah. everything you know what i mean um, cause I, I love like how no agenda it's like, they, they're like, go out and hit people in the mouth. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> One of these days we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, yeah, we will. So, uh, awesome. Well, why don't we go we'll ahead have to make it, we'll have to make it flow somehow. Yeah. Hit well, people in the mouth, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, take your Bible and dump them in the head. Yeah. 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 We'll have some <laughs> sort of like intro and outro for your, so like it, it'll be a, the indication for you to start talking about the um the value for value slash all of our social media stuff yeah so some sort of like intro to it yeah that'll work out don't forget that we are working on to getting credits um you know in whatever form of value you give back to us um giving you credits for the show so that you can actually put on a resume yeah so once once that is actually starting to become a thing and people are donating um you know you'll keep track of your donations so that you have like a paper trail um mm-hmm. send that to us when you hit a certain amount and we'll essentially it's like what no agenda does is they knight people i we might just stick with that um unless something else comes up because oh, no, i say we come up with something different yeah i i always worry about that only because it's like i don't know Unless you just want it like to be an extension of no agenda, I just you know don't want a hundred percent copy. I get that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I still just want to call them producers. I I can't. I think yeah, no, I, that I'm fine. with. I think it. I te- I texted you that one time where, um, someone I, I respect this person, but they they referred to the people who who are who like their 
the stuff that they create as like fans mm-hmm. and i just it it just yeah. did something in me that i was like i prefer I peasants that. yeah hello peasants <laughs> uh yeah we'll just be like comrades we're your overlords and you have to go up the ranks to get yeah. close to us but you'll never be an overlord yeah um yeah I, we'll figure yeah we'll figure something out um <laughs> and uh yeah, I just don't like the idea. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I've been listening to No Agenda for so long at this point, but yeah. I don't like the idea of fans. Yeah, I don't like it either. Now, you can be a um, fan of someone's work, right? Like the the mm-hmm. material, like the things that they actually create, but to be like, oh, our fans. I'm just yeah. like, ah, I don't know. It, it, it feels too close to like what Hollywood created at one point, you know? And so I'm like, I don't, I don't want you to be like fans. I want you to be producers. I want you to be as involved in this process yeah as involved in the process as like the two of us are just something different it's why we talk about value for value it's like if you like our stuff if you enjoy listening to it if there's something that you can give back whether that's your time your talent or your treasure Mm -hmm. that's what we want from you we don't you know it's like I, i don't want your listen if you like something feel free to tell us that you like it like that that's fine but i i don't want to refer to you guys as fans as if somehow we are above you in some way like it just yeah that it's a personal we'll thing we'll just call them you know we'll be called the preachers they'll be our congregants yeah oh, no. <laughs> is there like we could yeah I, I we'd probably piss some people off going like the cult direction but i wonder if there's some sort of like no we could do traditional like, we could do attenders a, a right and then members and then deacons and then elders so we should we should call you know how um let's see mo calls them uh we can uh, baptize them. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Mo, Mo calls them. That'd be great um, instead of knighting, baptizing. <laughs> yeah, because they're they're douchebags on no agenda, and then they're uh not free, it's not freeloaders on Mo's show. He calls them uh oh, it's slipping my mind. Anyway, but we could call ours like creasters or something. Yeah. <laughs> like all the creasters out there who still you know. <laughs> Oh, that'd be good. Just to they hard, u- utilize that model. Uh, yeah, as this idea is like they hardly show up. <laughs> That's like you know. Uh, that'd be, yeah, good. That'd be perfect. Creasters, and then Once attenders. You, yeah, and then members, and then whatever else. Call them part, that'd be perfect. There we go. We just decided. Yeah. Uh, no, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll talk about it one of these days down the line. Anyway, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into super fans. The super fans. <laughs> <laughs> we should make the yes. low. Like if you've never donated. At all, you're a super fan. Yeah, and we just we keep using it as like a derogatory term. Yeah, super fan. Oh man. Speaking of super fans, yes. Transition. Uh, Joseph, tell us as our um, in-house Lord of the Rings. Uh, I I don't want to say expert because I don't want to insult you. It's okay. You you can say it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm by no means an expert. Scholar, well-informed, top 10 in the world in Tolkien. Yes, but an expert, no. Yeah, you're you're on the Lord of the Rings beat. Yes. That's sort of, for the most part, that's 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 something that I give, yeah, that you are, it's one of the things that you in particular do. Um, What's going on in... With all of this uh, lotter trop stuff, so it was funny. Um, it, it's actually funny because I put this in, and then I realized that Nerdrotic came out with a video. Oh, did uh, he? I don't know yesterday or today covering this. And I, I was like, I haven't been talk about perfect time. Yeah, no kidding. Because <laughs> it was funny because I just I I, I didn't want to listen to his video and then have that inform me, you know, right. which is it, it can be unintentional. But mm-hmm. I wanted to see uh, just the first like few minutes of it uh, because. Um, when I had previewed it, you know, he was talking about where have we heard this before? And he just went through how, like with star Wars and the various other things that there was various yep. other articles put out that was like, Hey, here's why upsetting the fan base is a good thing. Good thing. This good thing that. Right. And so, but when I saw this article, uh, yeah, actually what I say a week or two ago. Yeah, that was right. Yeah. The 20th Wednesday. Um, it was round about the time when I, read it and I just thought it was interesting because he as you'll see he the super fan contradicts himself a lot but uh we're gonna go through it I'm gonna try not to read every single you know part of the article but just the interesting parts um I don't remember everything because it's been a while since I remembered it and I did not have the time to flesh it back out to date 
as I typically like to do. But here we go. We're going. We're doing it live. <laughs> doing it live. Well, <laughs> I need. We need I that ISO. That, I know. I know. I'm putting in the show notes right now. Yeah. Uh, um, so he says Jason Pock with Looper has this article titled "The Lord of the Rings: The Rings of Power Is Going to Upset Tolkien Purists," and that's a good thing. The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, is still months away, and we're already struggling with the fact that it's going to be, gasp, different from the source material. We know that it's going to explore areas of Middle-earth that are barely addressed in Tolkien's writings. The untested showrunners, have that's a nice way to put it, have also clarified that they will be condensing everything down <laughs> into a single event, dude, 3,400 years, into a single event. <laughs> great idea tell me it's gonna that's a red flag all right so we yeah. have one red flag untested actually before that him saying that uh explore areas of middle earth that are barely addressed in tolkien's writings no that are barely addressed in the appendices that lord of the rings has or that amazon has the rights for yeah. it's their fault yep. they could have easily chosen to do other store other stories within uh the material they have the rights for yep but they chose not to for a reason because eventually they want to highlight their original characters and storylines. Nothing to do with Tolkien at all. Uh -huh. um, and well, apparently there's rumors, by the way, of infighting going on at Amazon as well good. about all of this. So, uh, yeah, that was something that kind of came to mind. I, I don't know if we've really covered this aspect of it, but it makes a lot of sense that it was intentional. Well, it became... It, more than likely just because I think there were there was a lot of talk early on that they were either going to turn the original trilogy into a series like a TV series mm -hmm. rather than um, just a trilogy of movies so that they could flesh out a lot of the stuff that wasn't covered in the Peter Jackson stuff which would have been mm -hmm. fine it would have been fine if it was done correctly and they weren't trying to throw in all this garbage and they weren't trying to do the thing where they're adding in stuff and like making stuff up and they were trying to stay again true to the original uh, I say trilogy even though in Tolkien's own words, like it was one book, right? He just had to release it. They released it in different parts, and I'm sure his publisher had something to do with that. Um, mm -hmm. But if you go back in uh, some of the copies of Fellowship, there's uh, a thing at the beginning where it talks about his original intent for the series and like all of the different versions that came out and how long it took him to write the books and the attention to detail. It's really cool stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway, all of that to be said, that was their thought, and I wonder, Joseph. If that conversation that Jeff Bezos had with the showrunners and talking about how he wanted it to essentially be like Amazon's Game of Thrones mm -hmm. had something to do with this change. And like you're saying, they're going to go from this having something slightly to do with Tol Tolkien's original works uh, to not at all is that and that they're just trying to essentially use that name to create uh, an entirely new world. And it goes back to the question of like, well, why didn't you just write something then? Write your own original Yo, work. Yeah, and this name, is the funny name thing. Name whatever you want. Why did Amazon buy this? Because of the fans, right? Because the fans love yeah. this. Millions and millions. Yeah, name recognition. Over hundreds of millions of fans of this. Yeah. Um, literally. And yet this is an article attacking it. And all Amazon has done is attack those fans, those purists, right? Which is the whole reason why they bought this IP in the first place. Yeah. And then they're just going to, you know, discredit the author on top of that and say – uh, again, it's not that Tolan, Tolkien addressed every single thing in th thorough detail, but I mean, he's the most thorough author I've come across, and I haven't read every author out there. But I mean, he'll describe a tree for five pages. I think he's uh, he's definitely up there. I mean, his his dedication. Uh, he spent his entire life. Yeah, to the Lord of the life. Rings. Um, and he, if you know, if he lived longer, he would have been working on that as long as he was alive if he had lived even longer um yep that that was just who he was he loved what he was creating and you just you don't see that kind of passion anymore well you yeah you don't see that kind of passion and amazon comes around and bastardizes it right where you have peter jackson when he uh you know was making the movies yes you know one of the things that he gets right in this is that peter jackson didn't do a you know one for one translation of the books yeah. right to the movie to yeah. cinema yeah, but as we know, he wanted to keep Tolkien's themes and ideas and spirits and not insert their own agenda and views and stuff yeah. like that. Well, and, so, and to be fair, like we let's be a little bit fair. If you're if when you're making a movie, there are certain things that, like it, when you're 
changing medium, right? Right. From book to movie, book to TV. Yeah. There are certain things that you have to do for this thing called pacing. Pacing yep. in a book is different than pacing in a movie mm -hmm. or a TV show. And so if you look at Fellowship of the Ring, the first 150 pages of that book is them trying to get out of the Shire and get to uh, what's the the tavern Riven or uh, yeah, the prancing pony, the prancing pony like that's that's literally like the first 150 pages of that book. Right. So you're you're talking about like that's not going to work for movie going audiences like there right. is there are certain things that you have to do and whether Tolkien would have liked that or not like. They say that he he wouldn't have had. I don't know if he mm -hmm. would have understood Christopher the media. Um, I, I, yeah, it, and, and okay, like it's not purist, right? And there were a lot of people that were mad well, about that. But it, I don't know, man. Like I I can't bring myself to to be like harsh about that because what he created and like you were saying, like the mm -hmm. themes and the idea behind the the books, they're all still there. They were Tolkienian in nature, and no yeah. one, no one, no fan is expecting a one-for-one one translation. There's like a one percent. I'd say like one percent. Yeah, one percent. There's always but, those fans out there. You know, you probably shouldn't create original characters because there's plenty of characters in Tolkien's universe, yeah. right? But I, I mean, there's certain original characters you could create, or certain original things you could do that still keep in Tolkien spirits and ideas and themes, right? Yeah. And, and even plot lines and stuff, but and it's not it's not on the same level, dude. But yeah, back when like Harry Potter was like the thing, yeah. Um, I was so critical of those movies yeah. because there was stuff that they did. So, uh, Half Blood Prince. There's this really big battle at the end of that book. Mm -hmm. The movie skips the entire thing. The oh, entire yeah. like it, they it's it it it's like this. You're you're like oh it's building up it's building up to this moment skip it there's there's really not a battle like and i i hated that movie because it, it's basically just a bunch of like angsty teenagers making out with each other um yeah and but peter jackson doesn't do that in the movies yeah he, he doesn't skip the major exactly uh events uh and, and you know if you uh watch the special special features with the movies you come to learn that when the in the beginning when they started out all the original stuff they did have that they were going to do yeah as they went through through and through the process, um, you know, it ended up going back to Tolkien and they ended up realizing, hey, he's actually correct. He, he had it best. He's the mm -hmm. author. We're going to bring that to light. And yeah. there are certain things that, yeah, they couldn't. There's only so many characters you can have in a movie. Only so many. And so, I mean, I just think it's just it's disingenuous how they try and spin that, though, and use this to where it's like, no, you're just creating an entire new show just using Tolkien to, you know, have an already built fan base there. So he goes on, on to say the recent announcement of yet another character in in the story, uh, Theo or Theo played by the similarly untested Tyro Mahafinden. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. My bad dude, uh, has also driven home another major change. The show is going to have to make up a gosh darn lot of new characters to get the story to flow properly. Yeah. Because if there's one oh. thing Tolkien lacked, it's definitely characters because in the second age alone, there's over 130 characters. So yeah, it seems to be lacking. In fact, Amazon Studios is going to need to take quite a few liberties with the skeletal source material. Tell me you don't know what you're talking about. That's it. Which will be the deciding factor that makes the show either an incredible success or an epic failure. If you're a betting man and Vegas has odds on if this is going to be a failure or not, I would bet at as much money as you can withstand that's going to be a failure. Uh -huh. Uh, oh, no. sweeping changes like these are calculated risks, blah, blah, blah. When adapting media from print, or in this case, scattered book references to a unified, drawn out, serialized, somatic story. No, you just purchased the rights of the appendices from the return of the King that you did not have the rights to the Cimmerillion or any other, uh, of Tolkien's works. So that's yeah. your fault that a scattered source material and that you're limited. You chose to do that. There's many uh, different routes they could have gone. This also, and not to mention, let me just side note here. This is just food for thought. Warner Brothers is the dumbest company, I think, on the face of the earth because they could have made a Lord of the Ring or you know a Middle Earth series that was eight episodes or less. That's how uh, those eight episodes or however many they wanted to be smaller yeah. than that. 
Amazon got the rights because as long as it's nine episodes or more, they're good to go. You know, what's funny too, though, is that like they're, they're like over there pretending that they know how to make uh, superhero content. <laughs> oh yeah. Warner brothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh man. But this also means countless fans are going to be disc, this comforted, dis- discomforted. Oh, I was supposed to say discomforted, but it says this. Oh, is it spelled wrong? It did. Yeah. Oh, of course. This Way to go, Looper. Yeah, right? Come on, Looper. And dare we say it, even upset by many of the changes, interpretations that take place, subversion, you mean. Okay, so first of all, duh. Also, it's really funny that, the and, and I, I don't know, obviously this is something that you can't really tell mm-hmm. until the, the show is released, and it probably will have better production values than Halo. Um, but I'm really, uh, the stuff that I'm really curious about is even with them creating all these new characters, all this stuff, right? Uh, one of the things I like to kind of look at when I go into watching something is, mm-hmm. it, again, with it being Lord of the Rings, if I was to take myself out as like um, a fan of a property, mm-hmm. it's like, and I'm looking at this from the lens of someone who's just new. And doesn't have like the kind of history that a lot of people do with this. Right. It's like, would I think this was still good if it was coming from like yeah. kind of if my background? If it was background. its own thing, if it was like yeah. an original work yeah, that was yeah, never. Yeah. It's like, yeah. how, how, how's the cinematography? How's the story? Do they do a good job of the world building? And I'm, I promise, especially from what they're saying, where they're trying to condense all this stuff, mm-hmm. this sounds like it's going to be a confusing mess. It does sound like that because the, they're trying to condense way too much. They're going to, I, I imagine there's going to be a lot of leaps in logic yep. that they're going to do like, because this happens a lot in fantasy where mm-hmm. they want you to just accept certain things for the way they are without any understanding of how that like is what it is. And sometimes that's okay, right? Yeah. Um, Balrog, I, well, the Balrog, for instance, like that thing shows up and if you're just a moviegoer and that's the only thing that you know about that and you don't have any history with that, you're like, Oh, okay. They do enough in uh, fellowship that you're like, kind of understanding what this thing is. There's mm-hmm. little bits of dialogue here and there explaining, um, giving you like some world building about that. But it's not so much where it's like exposition dump where they're like, let's talk about the history of the Balrog yeah. and it's you know what, all all that kind of stuff. Now, time and place. Yeah, that's a way to do it where it's a bit mysterious and that works in a movie setting again because you're. You don't want to give everything away. You want certain things to come off in a way that it that feels like otherworldly, besides just the way right. that it looks. Um, but in this, and the bad way of doing that is uh, a lot of this is something that that happens a lot with, uh, like you could say, magic systems. Mm-hmm. So the way that people's like abilities work, right? Um, right. Whether that's in a in a show or you know in a movie or whatever, where you a system will be set in place and you think you understand it and then some completely illogical thing happens and it does just almost like out of coincidence or necessity to move the plot forward it's kind of where that like deus ex machina thing comes comes from we're like wait how is that even possible and it's just it it just is it's the thing that saves the day And, and it a lot of this stuff that can work has a tendency to become like really bad tropes when you don't handle things properly properly um and i i I just have this feeling, man, that this show oh, is going to do a lot of that stuff. They're not good writers. I mean, maybe they're this not, show ends they're up not being like good. Writers. They're not like writers at all. They have a single credit, like <laughs> a single credit to their name. To a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> to a bad movie. It's not even a good movie. Yeah. But so anyway, so I'm going to finish this last part up because okay. it's important uh, of this section. Yeah, that's fine. And it says the, ma- the material release, which is still rather paltry at best, has already drawn the ire of one group of Tolkien fandom in particular, purists. Dun, dun, dun. While upsetting a fan base may seem like a bad thing on the surface, the truth is enraging this particular group of followers may actually be a good sign. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, alienate your demographic <laughs> anyway so uh the idea of inventing new characters for second age middle earth series is no longer a question and so they compare you know amazon doing uh new characters and new storylines to guess what else the will of time uh-huh 
Because we all know how successful that is. I looked up the bullet time, by the way. Episode by episode, it dropped millions of viewers. So what's really interesting, right? Which is extremely funny. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I was out after the first three episodes. I, and it was more of curiosity. I was like, okay. I was like, oh, let's see. Plus, I had told you uh, a while back. I was like, the Wheel of the Time is essentially the test to see whether uh, Lord of yep. the Rings has any chance of being good or not. And I finished those three episodes. I was like, Joseph. You're not going to like what I got to tell you. <laughs> yep. it, dude, you know what's even better is that they not only do they compare it to The Will of Time, they also compare it to Peter Jackson when he created uh, uh-huh. The Hobbit and uh, had to pull bring in outside characters like Legolas, Azog, and uh, create a new one with Tariel. I'm like, yeah, those are all the things that he was criticized for. <laughs> no. I'm... And, I, sorry, I was muted again. You're fine. Uh, yeah, it's it's just like what Peter Jackson, or it's a bad argument, right? Because he's just saying, well, Peter Jackson did it, so why can't Amazon do it? It's like, okay, it's not the same thing, at least as far as the original yeah. trilogy is concerned. Where if, if you want, they have these have to be taken as individual conversations, right? You can't just say, well, this person did it, therefore it's okay. It, mm-hmm. It's like that would be again the equivalent of being like, well, Peter Jackson did it in The Hobbit. It's like, yeah, and but we're not talking about that. We're talking about specifically what Amazon. Too. Yeah, but we're talking specifically about, about what Amazon. Amazon is doing. If you want to yep. talk about any of the the differences or things that, because I guarantee you that if you were to um, do like one to one, you know, Fellowship, mm. Two Towers, yeah. uh, Return of the King, and then you were going through the extended cuts of Jackson's movies, you could probably find some things to criticize in there as far as like, man, it would have been really great if he had actually just added this in. Like mm-hmm. uh, most people, man, I, I I think one of the things that they criticize Jackson's uh, original trilogy for the most, as far as the extended cuts is concerned, is that they're too short, that they wanted more. <laughs> that they're yeah, like, which Dude, is a good thing. Yeah. That's a good criticism. Yeah. There's, there's all sorts of like interesting stuff uh, that's that, that uh, isn't in those. But it, again, mm-hmm. like, we got to talk about pacing that those movies came out at a time where the thing that was dominant is having hour and a half long movies so you could get as much revenue from the theater as possible right because it's the same yeah. amount of ticket and if you're having a movie that takes up twice the time you're not making that that same kind of money um right so with that i i get that even though i, I you know it sucks that that's the case but that's that's the way it goes when you're trying to earn money off of something that, that you've created um so, the, the audience is kind of like the the you know the rules in that case right well he goes on to this is the first contradiction i noticed to contradict himself right after he says all this stuff about you know the characters and the beginning of his article and how they have there's not enough and so they have to write more right yeah it goes on to say a second age story cranks up the pressure even more because there are even fewer characters to work with in the first place right that's the beginning of the last paragraph in the second section. Then he says, right after that sentence, there's a long list of Numenorean kings, and we get a few major players like Sauron and Isildur, Isildur, upper crust elves like Gil-Galad, Galadriel, and Elrond are mentioned, um, and all that stuff. So, it's again, this dude doesn't even know the characters that there are 135. Um, and then after that, he goes on to talk about the adaptions and Oxford's um, dictionary or definition of adaption, which, you know, I wouldn't agree with that they're trying to adapt Tolkien. I think they're just trying to repurpose it to make their own thing. Um, and it talks about the creative liberties that we've already discussed, blah, blah, blah. Um, but this is where I wanted to get into is so we got the Peter Jackson him talking about that. Uh, and how Peter J- or Tolkien wasn't happy with the adaption from uh, 1958. But then we get into the impossible need for purity. We return once again to the issue of purists instantly taking umbrage at any perceived change in adaption, regardless of the motivation behind the adjustment or addition. That's so dishonest. Re- Sorry, yep. that's so dishonest. <laughs> is this really a reasonable response? Part of the issue is that pure, the purist moniker comes not only from the knowledge that certain fans amass, but also their penchant to use it to criticize adaptions and reinforce their own validity. You mean the millions of people who bought all of his writings and have been reading it and reading it and reading it? Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, that's right. Purists are often going to criticize 
uh, would are often going to criticize with the use of free wielding knowledge. I don't, Regardless okay. of the actual question at hand, and that's wrong. If you watch an adaption, give it real thought, dig into the background of various decisions, and then decide that you thoroughly and then decide that you thoroughly dislike it. Okay, so hang judging on, hang on, hang on, an adaption hang on. by its promotion material is akin to the old saying of judging a book by its cover. Oh, no, no bro, it's not the same. If we've already seen it a hundred times, and it's and it's the same cover, and same cover a hundred times of the uh-huh. same material within the book a hundred times, and the hundred and one still has the same cover. This, it's these, probably going to be the same material. This is the same bad art. This is that argument is literally the wait till it comes out to see if it's actually good yep. or not, and it's like, but. They've been talking about it. They've been literally telling us that their plan for this, what they're doing. They've been showing off all these new characters. It's pretty clear what their intentions were behind that original trailer um, with highlighting characters that we're now learning mm-hmm. probably aren't even going to have a big role. It was just to show how like equitable that they are. Like their intention, yep. listen, the, it, for everybody that's out there, every time people make these criticisms, and of course they do it behind their keyboard, so there's not really a way to have a conversation about this. It's like it happens over and over and over again. Like they're not, they're not hiding what they're trying to do with the show nope. and that they have no respect for the source material. Most people out there, whether they're a purist or not, they understand adaptation a lot of, mm-hmm. they're not stupid and they know that cert, certain things even if they were to to try to make a series specifically off the appendices and the silmarillion right and they were trying to do they had all the material that they needed to make something that was based off of all of that there was there's stuff that's going to have to get left out there's stuff that's going to have to change for the, the the sake of pacing but usually it's small things or those are the things that they leave out in order to help with the pacing we're not talking like we're not talking about one for one i there there, there is there is no one in alt media right who is saying i want a one to one adaptation if yep. you don't have a like and this is the thing that i always hate about these arguments it's like who are you talking about is it yes. just a random guy like is it is it someone who it's like me and joseph right where it's like we have we get a couple hundred views on a video yeah. or whatever or, or are we talking about like drinker Right? Are we talking about someone who's actually bigger? Where is this purist who is pushing the conversation, uh, who isn't aware that adaptations have to make sacrifices in certain areas? It's, yeah, r- most it's ridiculous. People, most fans understand that. Yeah. That understand cinema. You know, it doesn't mean that they're. And that's the thing is, if if they were saying, look, we're going to try. If they had come out and they're like, we're going to be try to be as accurate as possible. We are going to have to leave certain things out for time, pacing, whatever the case. If they were being honest, right, and they were actually yeah. trying to uh, create something that people cared about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they would be. It would be a totally different story. We'd have different conversations, and we could right. have a conversation about like, all right. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Or there is maybe a case in that instance to be like, look, they seem like they're trying to be totally honest with that. And also, if we didn't have all these cases of like Star Wars, Star Trek, Doctor Who, He-Man, Cowboy Bebop, Terminator. Yeah, if, if that stuff wasn't, hadn't already happened, we would be Wheel talking of time. about Wheel of Time. Yeah, we'd be talking about something different. But that's not where we're at at this point. Like, Halo. Lord, yeah, Halo. Lord, Sorry. Lord, you know, you're good. Uh, this is where we're at now. We've oh 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 yep. dude freaking um the last of us yep with uh Pedro Pascal coming out and being like oh I haven't really played the games I saw my my nephew play it one time and we're gonna take Joel in a different direction or whatever it's like the this is they don't care oh. about the fans they have no respect for the source yep. material and they're just trying to act as if they know better than the original creators and in some cases with Naughty Dog they don't care yeah exactly so, and yeah. I go back to Henry Cavill playing Geralt and you know he played the video games read the books got into the character and he is the golden star of the show holding that together and so you know it's ridiculous to criticize the fans and then just not care and love the source material to bring it to life because that's what people want to see is they want to see what they've invested their time in yeah that an author has created to see that work come to life. And it's funny because he said early in our article when he was talking about how Tolkien didn't like the adaption, um, he, he states, even Tolkien understood how adaptions work. In a famous letter written in 1958, which commented on the first attempt to adapt the Lord of the Rings to a film format, Tolkien provided 
copious feedback, most of which was negative about his concern for the changes being made in the script. He did not love the reckless uh, changes. And he goes on to say how he, he, Tolkien even changed things. And I'm like, yeah, he's the source of the material. Yeah. Dingy. He can change them. He's the literal creator. Uh, But the rest of the article just finishes by just basically stating how, um, uh, we've established that changes and particularly additions are needed, but the team producing the rings of power need to be careful to respect the source material, uh, material that many avid fans think is unacceptable, un- unadaptable, no less at all turns. On the plus side, the Tolkien estate appears to approve of their plans. Yeah. After Christopher Tolkien died, um, yeah, showrunner yeah. JD Payne specifically said we worked in conjunction with renowned world renowned Tolkien scholars scholars right they crap don't mean anything anymore yeah and the tolkien estate to make sure you talk about you mean the tolkien scholar uh shippy that you kicked out (laughs) that worked on the uh lord of the rings trilogy with peter jackson and the tolkien estate to make sure that the ways we connected the dots were tolkienian and gelled with the experts and the estate's understanding of the material that's well all well and good but there are many adjustments that can take place between the planning and execution phases phases of a show amazon studios can pull off a successful adaption if its additions and adjustments complement and enable the original story the canon characters must be kept as accurate as possible, albeit within the flexibility of choosing from Tolkien's various vari- versions of the Second Age content written over the years. And the show should spend the bulk of its time building toward the larger story that already exists. Yeah, a bunch of crap. A crap article. I don't know if I'm going to be... I was on, I was checking through um, some old stuff on Twitter because there's a guy uh, on YouTube that I follow and he made a really interesting point a while back. I can't, I can't seem to find it. must not been anyway, that interesting. If well, you it's can't just, find it. it's just way back. I mean, Twitter kind of sucks for this and I don't, yeah. I don't know how to search for these things as well as other people do. But uh, he made this point a while back where he was saying that just because um, someone like owns the rights or has the rights to a franchise doesn't mean mm-hmm. that they know what's best for it. It was something along those lines, right? Yeah. And the, the same thing goes in with the Tolkien estate. At one point they had, I, I would think the best intentions for his writings. We've seen over the last like 10 years or so. And especially in mo- like the most recent years that a lot of those people have moved away from that. And they're now trying to insert like modern day politics, modern day morality, uh, modern day thought into the works of a you know a Catholic man <laughs> who lived in like the early nineteen like you know he was like er, born in the early nineteen hundreds and they're like oh he definitely believed in blank and you're like no there is no there's no way that, that that's not possible and so it's really it's really interesting that they bring up that it's like oh scholars and the source you know blah these these experts and blah 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 and it's like Experts get it wrong. Scholars get it wrong. It's like there, what there's probably money involved. So it's yeah, it's really interesting that um that that would be the case. Man, I really wish I could find this tweet from Jay. Yeah. Too bad we weren't in the uh, previous social uh, episode, so we could talk about why I just chatted you um, on Skype. But uh, everything's just blowing up on my end. Oh shoot. Yep. Well, I mean, this is fine. This part isn't going on. We're done with the Lord of the Rings stuff now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah so uh, apparently uh, there was a leak from the majority opinion. This wasn't supposed to be out until June. Just FYI, I believe, right? They're ruling on the case. But, uh, you know, they do their initial drafts, and the initial draft contained that it's going to be reverse as weight, it's going to be overturned. So they haven't like officially ruled yet, but they have. They have. But uh, Scotus blog just said it's impossible to overstate the earthquake this will cause inside the court in terms of the destruction of the trust among the justices and staff. This leak is the gravest, most unforgivable sin. So it's going to get overturned. Is that what people are saying? Yep. Like majority opinion rules on well, that. The, yeah, yeah. It was a majority opinion. Huh. Yeah, document leaked to Politico is almost certainly an authentic draft opinion by Justice Alito that reflects what he believes at least five members of the court have voted to support. So, 
it's not that'll I be mean, it's not official official yet yeah but it's like a unofficial official because he said the he believes at least five members of the court have voted to support overruling Roe, but as Alito's draft, it does not reflect the comments or reactions of other justices. That's crazy, man. It's just, I mean, everything is just popping off for me. I don't know for you, but no, why? Well, I, I was, I'm sitting in here. Still trying to find this dumb tweet. (laughs) (laughs) In the court's modern history, early drafts of opinions have never leaked before the final decision is announced. And early drafts of opinions often change by the time the decision from the court is announced. Yeah, well, we know somebody did. I wonder if that's going to be like an intentional leak. It's intentional. It's 100% intentional to to, to stir trouble up. Yeah. That's That's what it was. Someone got a hold of that, and they thought they were well within their right to leak that. Yeah, I can't think of that. Oh, well. All right, well. I (laughs) wonder... I wonder uh, if it was to also gauge how people would react to this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You to know some what degree. I mean? Yeah. There, it, it, it's intentional one way or the other. This is not like a, that someone got a hold of that and they were like, I'm letting this go. This wasn't a, oops, we accidentally released this. Um, yeah. Yeah, whoever deleted that should lose their law license and everything. Yeah. That's not a good thing. It won't. But. Yeah. All right. Well, we got two other things that we need to talk about. Let's do it. Um, first thing, uh, I, I guess it's like kind of a, you know, I'm not, I don't really want to talk about the articles necessarily. It's more just the information that, that it's kind of provided. Um, so everybody, we've purposely, uh, because I, I, neither of us are really that big into drama. Like, we, just, it's just not our thing. Um, and so we've kind of purposely stayed away from this whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard uh, story that's been going on in this like case with everything one because if you've been paying attention uh at all over the last couple of years it was kind of obvious that she was treating him like crap we just weren't sure Mm -hmm. about the other end of that Um, right and it does seem for one that it was a pretty toxic relationship in general but that amber heard was the majority offender in this situation that a lot of what was going on and a lot of the uh emphasis was coming from her end um and so she got her time cut down in uh aquaman the uh, room the rumor is that she's only in the movie for about 10 minutes which probably got cut down from the first movie uh Mm -hmm. but also she doesn't spend she's not in a lot of original Aquaman or like you know Aquaman from a few years back um, right. and then she doesn't she's not really in much of uh, she shows up in Justice League briefly as well mm-hmm. um, so she really hasn't played much of a front end role in in those movies um, but yeah so the rumor is that she's only going to be in it for about 10 minutes and there's a petition out right now that's got 3 million signatures saying that they should remove her from the movie completely um, yep and pro- more yeah probably not gonna happen and the only reason i say that is because they would have to potentially do reshoots because even 10 minutes of a two-hour movie you might accidentally butcher your movie Mm -hmm. um some the parts of the movie she's in i would imagine if she's only in 10 minutes of it it's mostly like exposition stuff uh and they've already cut it down as far as they can to get rid of her as much as possible uh I know Johnny Depp said he's never going to work for Disney again, so I guess we're not going to get any more Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, it's probably for the best, man. We shouldn't have gotten. <laughs> I think I, there was five of them. Yeah. Oh, but that's not the poke fun. I like you know. I like him a lot. Uh, Johnny I don't, Depp. I don't like four of the. Well, I kind of like the second one, but for the most part, the first one's the only one that's really any good. Um, because the but, second and third one kind of go together, and the third one is terrible. Talk about him being vindicated. Though. Yeah, and in this whole situation, you know, the whole this is this is the Me Too movement and the Believe All Women stuff digging a deeper and deeper grave because they cannot and, break away from their like this this nonsense of uh, everything having to be like so specifically one way. Like the yeah, the death well, I think nuance. it just hurts actual victims. Uh, yeah, I agree. You know what I mean, yeah, that's that's the worst part about this. It hurts Johnny Depp. He didn't deserve it. And then it hurts actual victims. Yeah. That's the. This is the same. Just a disgrace. Yeah. This is the same bullcrap cover up stuff that's been going on with Epstein 
where it's like for years everyone knew what was going on and then they were all surprised and now all of a sudden you know you're yep. trying to protect you're trying to protect women in Hollywood which isn't the problem I, I think there was probably some good intentions from people in that mm-hmm. but it kind of it, it got out of hand a couple months into it and then everyone was getting blamed for any uh, inconvenient circumstance that they were in with someone rather right. than it being about actual people who were physically harmed people who were um, put in situations that they didn't want to be in or the right. manipulation that goes on in a lot of the in in Hollywood right I mean right. the rumors you know it's like there there are people who are willing to do a lot to get a role uh, mm-hmm. And sometimes they choose to do that. Um, I, you know, we don't have to go too deep into it, but there's some stuff about Taika Waititi and Tessa Thompson that seems pretty credible about, you know, you know, you you scratch my back, I scratch yours kind of thing. Um, gotcha. And it, and it happens, right? And so it it's a situation that it's like if Taika didn't like threaten her career, right, then she has no, mm-hmm. uh, no ground to stand on if she tried to come out and be like, well, he forced me into this. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, but there would be people who just blindly believed that was the case. Um, so it's, yeah, it's weird, man. Um, Two couples, Holly- one bed, Amber turd. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of this that goes on and people just act. I don't know why. So oblivious to it. <laughs> yeah. And why people And then they just like support them. Like, the biggest one for me is Oprah. How she come? was, cause she was good friends. Oh, with, with Harvey. Scene? Yeah. Yeah. Um, with a uh, wine. Wine, yeah, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Uh, did you say Epstein? I said I Epstein. You, yeah. Yeah, one of the same. Uh, yeah, kind um, of. But I mean, and, and again, that's not. I'm, I'm not trying to. Uh, we know. Imply anything about Oprah. I'm just trying to say this. I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. Right. There isn't any way. Something. Money. Rule. Same thing with Quentin yeah. Tarantino. We, yeah, we've talked about this before. It's like money rules and you have to have nuance in this it's like it was tarantino tarantino definitely was aware of it because he most of his productions were under that company yep um the question is right like and and this is where it comes up for everybody right where um what was the extent of what was going on there right and what they knew what and what they knew um and how much they were being threatened as well because he like god i keep saying it weinstein was a powerful dude in that in that industry now again it's not an excuse but people have to stop acting like if they were making hundreds of millions of dollars working for uh the uh the weinstein uh company Mm -hmm. or whatever that they wouldn't have kept their mouth shut yeah it's i i I, i'm sorry man like for the most part i just don't believe it because yeah most people probably would have if it's let's say in that specific time yeah let's say like you're tarantino like you you know you're kind of a crazy dude or whatever but you're making millions of dollars um from this production company or whatever and Mm -hmm. uh you're becoming famous like your work is getting out there um you know he's talented so it's like that's it's it's uh, well, oh God, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Um, it makes sense that that his stuff would get popular, but again, uh, everything's going really well for him, right? And he just has to stay silent about this one thing, right? It, it, right. That go ahead. Uh, most people, if if it was between their career and their livelihood, um, yeah. there it's going to be uh, every man for themselves in that situation, and people will find it, excuses and reasons why they why they'll stay quiet, uh, one right. way or another. And I think you're right, and I think that just goes to show, though, still, it it's still wrong, right? And that's wrong. Yeah. But you're right, and, and it makes the point that you got to be careful and cautious in your judgments when you're judging someone else yeah. on what you truly would do because you're on on this side of it, right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's – it's easy – and again, he should be judged, right? He should – like Quentin Tarantino should be judged for yeah. that. Uh, it's wrong. That, that is terrible. But the minute they got the minute they got one scene, everyone was like, "All right, everything's back to normal." And I guarantee yep. you, that stuff's still going on. Yeah. That some even some of these like women or whatever are in powerful positions and doing similar things. It's mm-hmm. just it's something. It's like oh, the women totally are because I mean, how how many teachers we know, male and female too. But I've seen that you know, uh, yeah, Power- do things with children they're not supposed to. Yeah. And you know, it's I, I I it always reminds me of um, 
like Obi Wan Kenobi has this quote where he is like it's a high like a hive of scum and villainy or something mm-hmm. along those lines, and, and that's Hollywood, man. I, across the board, there isn't like an aspect of that industry at this point, which is one of the reasons why, again, personally, I I wish it would be decentralized. I, yeah. I, I wish it wasn't just like more indie companies. Some of that, and that a lot of it was not just located in California. That there weren't like yeah. a handful of powerful people. Like at this point. You know, I think we named one of the the episodes as, but like they, uh, the Oscars and the Academy need to be completely abolished. Like they need to completely. Mm-hmm. And with this, this if again we talked about it in the last episode, these half measures that people do. Um, the the half measure is well, we're gonna go after Weinstein. A couple other people will probably go down with him. Um, but that's about it. We're not actually yeah. going to clean up our act. Things aren't actually going to get better for the industry. People aren't going to get treated better because like, it, and people can go look this up, but you can go look into the way that uh, like uh, the CG companies. So the people who do all of the um, animated stuff for movies like Marvel or uh, life of Pi was like a prime example of this. They get treated like trash and it's like, the lowest common denominator so those people don't they're they're essentially racing to the bottom to be able to make the like the animation or the graphics for these different movies and most of the time these companies end up going out of business like i think life of pi was the famous one where they won an academy award for that and the business they they went out of business the next day mm-hmm. because it's not sustainable and ho- and hollywood is um as bad as those actors and actresses make everyone else out in the country to be so they sit there and they pontificate about how bad the country is or how bad this is or whatever, you know, oh, this is terrible. But it's like, again, it's that, uh, you know, what you say about other people is probably uh, what's true about you. And especially that and that comes from that, like, uh, high and mighty morality sense. Um, this happens a lot with politicians. It happens a lot with actors. Right. We saw that during the pandemic. So, yeah, it I, it's slow. It, it happened kind of like really quick but i think we're still chipping away at people being like stop idolizing these people stop hero worshiping these people just because they have a lot of money and you see them on the big screen right they're just they're in a lot of ways they're more uh capable of doing pretty horrific things if it came to it because they have money they have influence um and they can potentially get away with a lot of that and so exactly you know amber grew up in that i mean she's been around for a long time mm-hmm. um you know, she's not, I don't think she ever hit like a list status, uh, but allegedly she's she's rough, man. Like she, Johnny Depp's not the only one who went through some of that abuse. Um, people just I don't know. It needs to be an example for a lot of people that it can go yep. both ways. And, you know, absolutely. And it does go both ways. Yep. So uh, also it was really funny because there were some videos going around of some of like Johnny Depp having to read some of his text messages out and it's like oh, stuff yeah. that I won't say on this podcast, but it, it they were hilarious. They were hilarious. It's like having to read it out in court. Man, um, that's too funny. So yeah, and then it sucks that he got taken out of uh, all these franchises because of it. So it, it was this immediate conclusion by the industry that he was at fault Right. And I'm, I'm telling you, a lot of those people probably know what kind of trouble that Amber Heard was. Right. But because of all of this like ESG stuff and all of the uh, this modern day like wokeness or whatever the case may be, um, these people immediately had to axe him off because he was the man. And the assumption had to be that he was at fault in this in this situation, that he was the instigator of these things and he was the, the toxic one in the relationship and not her. And. I'm telling you, Hollywood knew. They knew, and they did it anyway. So, yep. yeah, it sucks, man. And Dumbledore crashed for yeah, you know, crash and burned at the box office for a lot of reasons. I, and I think you know, that good, is good gonna be, yeah, uh, that uh, franchise is probably over. Yeah. Probably, I, I think the game's gonna Maybe, do pretty well. Um, I think the game's gonna be great, and it's gonna piss people off. Mm-hmm. But uh, the fantastic beast and where to find them it's done. maybe they maybe they'll get another one just to yeah oh it's it a fluke it's a fluke uh you know it sort this uh all of this drama over the johnny depp situation was the reason that no one won it so yeah they'll let it cool off for a couple years and try to bring it back for one more but i i bet they try to condense the next one and just finish it if that's the case yeah so instead of having five movies they'll do four movies and they'll try to condense the, the last script so that they can be done with it um and have completed that uh, I could see that happening. 
Mm. Uh, or it may just they may never make another one. It's it's completely possible. Yeah, it happens all the time, even with a popular franchise. So we'll see, man. Um, all right. So last thing on the uh, list for today uh, is the return of Kirk Cameron and his new documentary. Uh, so Let's do it. I've I always like it when we're able to to actually get clips for uh, the entertainment portion uh, or the. In, entertainment episode of the podcast and so mm-hmm. it's nice to actually have this for once um just i'm rewinding this just a smidge all right you ready yeah we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents i don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach i don't really understand this idea that parents should decide what's being taught give me a break I always viewed homeschooling as somewhat of a cult. Quiet, reclusive. The different people. Abnormal in some way. I could never picture myself doing it. Oh no, those are weird. I'm not doing that. That was before we had kids. And then we had kids and... All of a sudden, time for school. And is this really what I should be doing? Dropping them off somewhere else. And the teacher said to me, he would not cheat off of you because you are too stupid for him to cheat off of you. My kid is not gonna have that experience. We didn't have to be a special needs teacher. We only had to be a a teacher of our daughter. The kingdom of heaven is qualifying you to speak into your children's life. I'm responsible for what we're putting into their head and into their heart. It changed everything. I think as a kid, you just wanna feel like you're worth it. And homeschooling says you're worth it. The freedom we had was so worth the small sacrifice it was to teach the kids. Now, 12 years later, I realize it wasn't a sacrifice. It was a total gift. You are in control. You get to choose curriculum. You get to choose methodology. It's yours to shape. You are the perfect person to teach them because you've been teaching your child since day one. She made sure I had everything I needed. I love her so much. No one's going to love our children more than we do. The greatest gift that I was given was my own identity. My parents gave me that. Go in with an adventurous spirit. Break the mold. It's really beautiful outside the box. It's such a great adventure. Isn't homeschooling like public school at home? Ha! Not even close. Look like a bunch of weirdos to me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, like dude, get Kirk Cameron. <laughs> yeah, I know. I it's it's one of those things. Is like I, I've my like, I've had issues with him in the past as far as like, he's he's kind of like a, a pretty big like normie in a lot of things. Like I I don't yeah. know if he like really steps out of this. Uh, very specific idea of what like your faith is and, and some you know what I mean like he mm-hmm. he's very um he's uh and that's fine I think that that's fine for the most part um but I, I saw that he was doing this and I was like oh that's awesome though I know I was like all right man um pushing the homeschool awakening yeah and what's cool the is the great awakening yeah, part two th- yeah this is something that is yeah it's actually. absolutely it's absolutely needed um you know the fact that they haven't ever made a documentary before now about this and i wonder if if there's a couple things i think that are going to happen because of this right we're going to start getting a lot of propaganda Mm. about the uh horrors of homeschool yeah we're gonna get uh you know this is dude this is gonna be good for us in the sense because there's it's gonna be a lot of good content um you know all those weird homeschoolers they're all terrorists but yeah that's the i i think there's homeschooling is where you spread disinformation yeah they're already going after stay-at-home moms like the whole thing with the school the school boards and all that um Mm -hmm. that that domestic terrorist term gets thrown out around a little too lightly um how dumb are they to go after those suburban moms which won them the last election so stupid dude I, i sometimes i i can't decide uh whether the government is dumb or malicious dude uh, and sometimes some, i can't decide which party is dumber the democrats or the republicans it's almost like it's so on, far yeah. i feel like the democrats have been taking the cake it's almost like they draw straws every year to yes. figure it out like oh who gets the short straw this year <laughs> no it's like they're having a competition who can be the dumbest yeah and uh yeah so this is this is great i mean whether it you know 
uh, you 100% uh, you know agree with what the documentary is talking about or the methodology or whatever the case may be right the fact that this message of like your kids are your responsibility it's your job to raise them stop giving them to the state uh for 50 hours a week or whatever the case may be uh to do that yep um you there's so much that you can do outside of that there's so much that they can learn um it's probably going to be better for them because one of the things that i i realized is that uh you know you have these like eight hour days eight hour plus days uh, mm-hmm. in in public school you could say the same thing about private school to a degree even though I think it's a little better um, because you're paying you're you're paying for some uh, essentially someone to educate your kids and so you have a little bit more say in what's going on uh, within the school and you kind of like personally choose the place that you're sending them to mm-hmm. um, so it's it's fine I still don't think it's necessarily the best but again it's you know it's a lot better than than the alternative right now Um but a lot of those classes, a lot of the stuff that they're they're teaching your kids, mm-hmm. you can finish in no time. And there's so many other things for kids to experience when they're younger, for them to get involved with. Um, you know, yeah, it's like there are all sorts of sports leagues that you don't need public school to get involved with. And sometimes they're going to be better. You know, your kid might actually turn out better. It's like if, if your kid wants to try out like MMA, if they want to try Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, even traditional karate or um, any of those, you know, those other ones like that is there and that's an option. Whereas in public school, it's a very strict and specific curriculum. And this is something I've actually talked to a couple people about recently is one of the things that has like drove me crazy is that from the time that I kind of uh, really started enjoying media mm-hmm. and like filmmaking and fit photography and a lot of the different aspects that come along with that. Mm-hmm. It was a fight for me with every project, with everything that was going on to be able to use the things that I enjoyed to accomplish those tasks. And there was never a teacher generally, I might've had like one or someone who was kind of willing to put up with me liking a lot of that stuff who, mm-hmm. who was like, okay, yeah, if you want to make a, a short film for this project, go ahead and do it. If you want to do this for this project, um, go ahead and do it. And no one, but there was never a teacher, right? And this is what you hear about teachers all the time. It's like, oh, they're, they're like creating the minds of the future or whatever. It's like, no, they're given a curriculum and they stick to that curriculum and that's it. Yeah. Most of the time, that's the case. And so when you have a kid who comes in like I was, who's like, well, I love all this creative stuff. I want to, you know, pursue a lot of this stuff. I want to learn more about this and get better at it. And you're basically getting stifled by your teachers. Literally, dude, high school all the way through college. Almost, I would say like 90% of the time that was the case. And they were like, no, it has to be done this way. Right. And it's like, well, why? You know, and they don't really have an answer other than this is just the way that it's done. No, you can't do that. You have to do this. Um, and so with something like this, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all I'm it's all good. for it. Like giving it back to the parents, like a let your kids learn about the, like a ton of different things so that they can figure out the stuff that they're passionate about. And then mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to be and like, tailor Look, it. yeah, you don't you want to go to college, do well in school, get scholarships, pay for it yourself, go to college. It's like otherwise get a trade learn you know dude I, we were talking about it before the show um like i've had skillshare for like two years and that's been uh education i like i can't go back to i can't go back and get like a master's in video editing yep you know what i mean like there might you know i could I, there's probably something like production or one of those things but again it's going to be a very specific thing i'm bookmarking it right now actually there skillshare <laughs> it's a very specific thing and it's not going to allow you to take the things that you're learning and create projects or create material that suits you and your interests, right? They're exactly. going to try to give you this like all encompassing thing and you won't be able to like focus on the areas that you you really enjoy. And I talked about this all the time. I've got a, well, it's technically an English, um, an English degree. Um, but the focus was in journalism and I enjoyed uh, uh, photojournalism a lot. Um, I, I tried to do a lot of that for uh, the newspaper when I was in college, um, especially like the, the sports side of stuff. No one ever was like, hey, you know, you're not bad at this. You clearly enjoy this. Let's let's set you 
on a focus track now in within the journalism major to give you the credits you need to graduate and to set you up um, somewhere so that you can continue to do this. So it's like this is hey, this is Adobe Lightroom. This is how you edit photos. Let's let's get you into some, like a Photoshop class or figure out a way for that to work, right? So it's like this this whole idea that like um, teachers have your like best interest in mind. It it seems a little idealistic. Like it's a little bit of this like utopian concept of like oh. Uh, I'm always doing what's best for the students. And you hear that a lot from a lot of the, the crazy ones too that end up on like libs of TikTok and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just something I've been thinking. I, I think about it a lot because you spend so much time in school and you look back at it and you're like, how much of that was actually just a waste of time? And I'm not even talking about like the friendships you made or whatever the case may be because I have a couple like lifelong yeah. friends from uh, even from like early education. But yeah, you'll still make them though. Exactly. Outside. And you you'll learn. You'll get to be in these different situations, um, to interact with a lot of different people. Um, you probably have a lot more opportunities to to take trips and to go to different um, you know, different places rather than being stuck in a building for like eight hours a day. Uh, oh yeah. Learning stuff that by the time you you're in your thirties, you're like, I, I don't need this. Like, I'm for? not in STEM. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it it's like I exactly. I don't I don't know any. I was like the stock market, right? That was one thing that always kind of bugged me that we'd really never had. And some people have said that they did, but but clearly education isn't the same wherever you go. And so the the question you have to ask is like, what's the most important things to like make sure these kids can survive? Word. So yeah, I, I'm really glad that they uh, that they're doing this. And I, I guess like whenever it finally comes out, we can review it or at least talk about it have like a discussion oh about we'll definitely it. have to review it so definitely um, anyway man do you want i got anything else to add before we close out no i think that's it for me you pretty much covered it Alrighty. well thank you guys for listening uh and until next week take it easy politics ruins everything tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap they distort so question as if you wore shack horsemen force men and they've long been having the course mapped it ain't that you can't see cause you can find it homes it's that you don't want to you cope by putting the blinders on i've been trying to find some kind of way but i've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and last to nonsense cause your mind is gone i can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth and every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed but i can't sit back and lurk i've got to hit back i'm certain it's my purpose it's a beautiful thing too. Uh. Hold up. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Looking at the technological advances. I used to be on dial up looking for answers. Now what? Underappreciating was candid. And 20 years later, we got computers that hand fit. Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros. Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe. Used to go through a label if you trying to blow. Now people got more options on the table, got a post. Social media got us connected as ever on every medium. Should be more righteous and clever, but what we see in this communication is error and still the devious. Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate. Cause idiots get heebie jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you. Try to ruin your whole life, cause you say what they dislike. God forbid y'all disagree without a fight. The type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up, Jack. Your trife is subject, your life would right if you give up that. You're mad at nothing, not add up when you're sad enough at a sad sack that gets aggravated. And now you pay it forward, let people make your blood boil. Emotions firing like microwave foil or the oil, they annoy you. You add another's neck for the wrong reasons. Election years now seeming like full blown seasons. Man, you let politics ruin, or rather, control. Your whole life, man, you're gonna be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors. Sad.